Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode, I think it's 19 now, of the Forever Forest podcast. Um, I'm still Freebs, and these are still the following people. Direct to you from uh, the USFA. He's made it back with a Sports Direct mug. It's Dan White. Hello, Dan. Hello, how are you? Um, all right, <laughs> five, but football-wise, 22. Um, Holly Royal is in London town, um, probably with the Artful Dodger, and that's the first thing that came to mind when I thought of London. How, how are you, Holly, out of six? apart from being on mute when I can't edit it. How are you? Uh, 7.5, I would give myself today, Ryan. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, great, mate. I'm not too... Well, you know, I'm not, I'm not great, but I say football-wise, good. Um, Lisa Fox, ready with a mute button. Here we go. Um, I've already spoke to you on the radio a minute ago. How, how are you? You all happy? Good? I am, yeah. I've, I came back from uh, Blackpool slash Liverpool and um, came back to work for a rest. You Hold on, you went, you went to Liverpool after? Yeah. What were you doing there? Uh, celebrating the other half's birthday. Oh, how did they enjoy that? Are they okay now? Are they recording from that? <laughs> They're all good. It was it was an interesting one because um, on Saturday morning, I'd got my usual green cloth jumper on, mm. uh, came down in the lift, and the hotel was absolutely full of Liverpool fans. And there was this 10-year-old kid in his Liverpool top and a bucket hat on. And, right. and he took one look at my jumper and started to laugh. Oh. And I just was like, you're right, kid. Um, and he, he was like, yeah, I'm good. And, and then he, his dad kind of joined in and said, you know, oh, you're off to forest and blah, blah, blah. Um, and I just thought, I've just been dissed by a 10-year-old kid and they only beat us 1-0. I, I don't know about uh, anyone listening to this, all the other guys on the pod. Dan, maybe come in on this one. Oh, no, you, you're, you're both on mute. But I also heard that story as Lisa basically started on a 10-year-old. <laughs> So yeah, went, went, to Liverpool, went to Liverpool, got rowdy. Yeah, kids started on a, home. Went, yeah. Back, went to Blackpool, got rowdy. Wow, That's <laughs> found an alien, found a shark. Brilliant. This, I was going to say this could be a different podcast, but I saw you with some inflatables online. Mm. People pay good money They're for that. Getting away from it. It is. So, uh, yeah, as what we're all talking about, for those of you who've been under a rock or uh, fighting children in the northwest of England, um, Forrest obviously took Blackpool to bits on the weekend. So we'll be talking about that. And I think it's about time for Dan White to talk about the uh, the world of promotion juice as well. So we'll be discussing that and seeing how many swigs he's tempted to have of that wonderful thing. Actually, without further ado, just so I, I get it in here, just to make sure um, I do the recording on this correctly. Um, we're going to do one of the guests, Garibaldi's, Dan. Um, are we, are we, I guess we'll get the era from when you start talking about it. Um, but let me just, let me get your theme music going, if that's all right. Um, let me make sure I share the audio. This is what happens when you're doing it live from a hotel room in Watford, guys. But Dan, here's your music. Hold on, let me put it down a bit. It's a bit crazy. Oh, God, I've lost all control of all my life and everything. There we go. <laughs> I don't know where the volume is, Dan. There it is. I like, I like this bit. It's a bit more homemade. Go on then, Dan. Start us off. All right. We're good to go. I can hear that. So we're fine. And for those who don't know, that's the Jeopardy music. Yeah. Or, yeah I've never announced it only because I didn't know if someone wrote it called Jeopardy and I was going to get sued. So, um, well, yeah, there is go. that, actually. If, if, any, if there's anyone copyright way listening, then um, it had nothing to do with me whatsoever. Right. Um, all right. First clue. This midfielder finished his career with Sheffield Wednesday after two spells with Forest, amongst other clubs. Send me a message if one of you's got it, and I will... Uh... I think this one, I say this all the time, I think this one's easy, but I guess it's only easy if you know it, right? 
I'm appalling at these every time. Um, hold on, wait for the bop. Dear bop, 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 bop. Right, I'll stop there. Um, Dan, I'm just going to send you one really quick because I, this is a real, I ain't got a clue with when we're talking with dates. So I'm going to go with that there. It always still gets me a little bit when we do this. I'm sending a message over to America from a hotel room in England and you can just go no to me straight away. That's wrong, isn't it? No, that's right. Oh my God. Oh, <laughs> first time. First time. I promise okay. you, Lisa, because I know what's coming. You don't believe that's real. It's like a first attempt wordle. I'm, I'm happy to end the, the podcast. <laughs> I can't even remember what the clue was. That is correct. You've, you've just sent me there. I say there as though it's, it, it's not going to be a man. You've sent me his surname and, and yes. Well, yeah. What was, the, yeah. what was the clue again? Um, the clue was this midfielder finished his career with Sheffield Wednesday after two spells with Forest, amongst other clubs. So at Forest twice, finished at Sheffield Wednesday, was at a host of other places as well. I didn't know there was two times, if I'm honest. That was the bit that I wasn't sure of. Uh, but yeah, okay. Well, what we'll do is, Holly, uh, you're, I'm guessing yours just no on that one. No, okay. Um, well, I, that's that's honestly that's made my April, and it's only going to get better if Forrest's got anything to do with it. So um, unless anyone's sent you anything else, Dan, I think we'll move on. Everyone else sent? Okay, good. Well, I'll take that because I've been absolutely tramp at this all season. So that's the way. I'm going to drop the mic now and never play anymore. Uh, right. So yeah, Forrest. Um, for me, I, I yeah, I wasn't able to see the game on Saturday because I was working um, dressed in some very short shorts and with glitter in my beard. Uh, trying to argue with people why they couldn't get a drink once the time had run over. So that was fun. But I have managed to avoid the result and get back and watch it and go a bit crazy watching it, which was great. Um, Dan, where, what was your experience like on Saturday? Uh, we'll come to Lisa because Lisa's got the, uh, you know, the, the perfect one. So what was what was Saturday like for you? Yeah, good. I got to watch the whole game um, on TV. Um, and yeah, enjoyed it very much. So very uh, entertaining as always. So um, as I said before, um, best to... Uh, take everyone as it comes and enjoy it because you never know when it might run out hopefully not anytime soon but uh yeah another good entertaining saturday morning yeah holly it, i'm coming to come to you holly it, it really it really was that kind of display i know i know lisa was just saying on the radio about her top however many away games and how good it was and stuff like that for her but like it you know obviously blackpool's tinged with a certain element of uh darkness for a lot of us for things that have happened in the past but that really was quite delicious wasn't it really Oh, it was lovely. Um, I was a bit nervous, actually, before the game. Um, I don't know, I just thought, it's, you know, with, with the international break, is our momentum going to be kind of stalled a little bit? And then as soon as I saw that McKenna was back prematurely and Gravin was on the bench, I thought, no, nah, he's got a, a good feeling about it now. And yeah, never expected it to be that scoreline. And I just wished I could have been there. So I can't wait to hear Lisa's tales of the weekend because it looked incredible. I loved uh, Brennan Johnson's little uh, celebration yeah, no, as well with the old Robin Hood celebration. I thought that was lovely. No one's believing me that I used to do that at school for like one season where I used to get on one knee and do the old thing and let it go. But I used to, when I let the arrow go, swing my hand through afterwards like a point like that, for about four goals and none of my teammates ever did anything with it. So I kind of left it and went on to doing one where I'd crawl to the corner flag and pretend to pee up it like a dog, which, uh, yeah, some, it's not some of my best... Uh, uh, celebrations there um but yeah lisa okay so in in the middle of it there uh, did you see brennan's uh, celebration or were you covered in inflatables or uh, off, <laughs> no, offering offering out a 10 year old blackpool fan <laughs> no i did see his celebration i mean it from start to finish i mean the, the pub 
um, was rammed at 25 past 10, six deep at the bar. They had every single forest song going on. So right from the start, it was a really good day. Um, got in there, found the inflatables. Um, the guy with the lilo was hilarious. Uh, just trying to uh, trying to watch him blow the lilo up um, was brilliant. And it it was it was just clinical. Um, Paul played really well. Forest just matched them. And I, don't, I mean, for me, I don't even think we got out of second gear. We were just everything just fell right. Um, you know, even even to the fact that Zinc's ball kind of you knew it was going in from where you could see it. You knew it was going in. Brennan, I said, you know, the second his second one where he flicked his foot out at it five times out of ten. He'd missed that, uh, it, you know, it's, it's gone past him and whatever, but he, he, he interception, brilliant, straight in there. And, and I mean, I have to also point the fact that the, quite early on in the game, um, Jed got injured and the way that Brennan just got his head down and tracked back, Bre I mean, Jed's sparkle on the floor kind of thing. And Brennan's tracking was top notch for me. I thought it was phenomenal on Saturday. And I know we've spoken before a little bit about sometimes he can go missing in games, but he was absolutely top of his game. You know, we've talked about how much money he's actually worth, but boy, as he added a few more pounds to his, uh, his stock, I think. Yeah, I've been, I, uh, you know, I, I don't think you can sort of go back on it when you said it on one of these things, but I've been clinical of the third, the final third of the pitch a lot of the time. I think it's looked a bit headless. It's been, this is great, this is great. And then side netting or not the right ball, you must, you know, not quite thinking with it, but I, you know, can't, you can't deny that the other day that was exactly what we wanted to see. Uh, I don't think we definitely wanted to see, Dan, was the return of uh, a massive bit of Aberdeen granite at the back. Um Oh, are they doing something special there in the forest physics, uh, the physics department? Yeah, they're doing lots of good. <laughs> they're doing X, X, Y over C. Um, oh, is that right? <laughs> Speed equals distance. The anti-gravity stuff they're working on, I think. That's, yeah. Uh, Have you got any inside like knowledge it. on uh, why forest seems to be able to bring Lazarus back from the dead every time there's been a major injury? I think basically because they lie through their teeth and it's, and I'm all here for it, to be honest. Uh, I think it's great. I think... Um, well, two things. Massive credit to Steve Cooper for keeping a straight face every time uh, any reporter asks him why someone's come back so quickly and he manages to make up an answer that makes no medical sense It's because sense Scott whatsoever. McKenna worked really hard, he said. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think, you never know, it might be the case, but I think it's happened a few times now where I, I, th I think it's great. Um, and I must say as well, Scott McKenna's the best left winger we've had since Ian Wine. Yeah, the whip on that ball and the the directness of it. If it was slightly ahead of him or behind him, it wouldn't have worked, was it? It was exactly where you needed it to be. Yeah, two more two more crosses into the box, and we're allowed to start calling it a wand of a left foot. He falls into the wand category. Well, we're going to be discussing some promotion juice in a minute, so you're going to get all your cliches out. Um, Holly, um, one thing that I think kind of went uh, well, we discussed it a little bit on the on the radio a minute ago, but also we're going to just discuss it here as well for those who don't like to tune into mine and Lisa's ramblings every uh, every Monday night. Um, they were talking about Sam Surridge and saying, you know, how well the lad's done, and you know, it, it's kind of a bit of a bugger that Graben's now back. Davis has been playing so well, um, but overall, he hasn't done a great deal, a lot wrong when he's come on or started, has he, Surridge? No, he's come on and he's taken his chance and taken them so well. Like as soon as that ball was put through on Saturday, it was like, no, that's in the net. No question whatsoever. He's so cool, calm, casual. Um, I absolutely love him. And he, he must be absolutely chomping at the bit to get a start. Imagine what he can do if he plays a full 90 minutes. So what a signing. He's, he's, been, uh, he's been magical so far. Love him. 
A lot of people would say when they signed him that they'd never heard of him and that he's a reject from other teams. And I was saying on the radio again, like Jed Spence, I remember people mocking his trainers when he was sat on those steps with his pitches going, who the hell's this? And it's like, I think if we learn anything from this season, it's that A, there's a lot of morons and B, don't judge a player until they've had a few games. I think that's the way, isn't it, Hall? Yeah, I mean, it's also a testament to the players that are in the team and that he's playing with. He was obviously out of favour at Stoke, maybe playing, let's say, with lesser players. Uh, it's just the whole package at Forest is just working really, really well. The team spirit, the setup, um, just that, you know, you know, next man kind of mentality that's going on. And, and everybody's uh, everybody feels valued and he's come to a club, he's found a home, he's settled. And it's like any job, isn't it? When you when you feel settled and you feel wanted, you'll perform to your best. And that's exactly what he's doing. So I, I can't wait to see more of Sam Sturridge, to be honest. Oh, likewise, it's it's not a nice, it's not a bad problem to have when you. I mean, uh, Natalie was asking me the other day who's left to come back. I said, really, it's Cook, and then mm-hmm. they've kind of got the squad back at the perfect time. Um, Lisa, you know, um, I, I always say that you don't hear the words legal tender unless someone brings out a twenty pound note from Scotland. It's or a tenner. It seems to be the only time you ever hear that phrase. It's legal tender, or um, what is it? A nooks, a cranny. You only hear after a nook. How many times when the team was announced and you saw it with other Forest fans did you hear the word jet lag regarding the goalkeeping situation? situation or did it just go oh we thank god he's gone back to samba because i would have loved somebody inside of me to go i always preferred samba's distribution yeah that's that's why he's gone back in thank god that experiment's over it, it was quite interesting because we had a conversation over breakfast just to who would be in and it wasn't a surprise that Horvath didn't play um because purely because of the fact that he was in america you know away and and, and jet lagged I, I got that completely um and I, but I also had a little wry smile when I did see the team sheet and saw that McKenna's name was back in because I'd said that at the, at the time, I just said I wouldn't be surprised to see him back. Um, and I think, you know, uh, Cooper is very diplomatic with the, with the truth sometimes. And why not? Why, why not lower our expectations to some degree? I'd rather him say that it's six weeks and it's four or two. Uh, I mean, the, the, there was an amazing stat about McKenna that he didn't actually miss a league game, <laughs> bizarrely, in that in crazy. That- was injured um, and it is crazy um but yeah it was it was great to see him back and um I thought Samba did all right um and you know I can't really can't really fault him what what will he do tomorrow uh, Wednesday anyone's guess uh, let's just do a quick straw poll I mean I, I have my predictions with it I'm gonna go Horvath Lisa go to you first Horvath or Samba Wednesday who will he play Samba Dan I think he'll play Samba I'd like to see him play Horvath uh, Holly yeah, Sam Breeden didn't do much wrong on Saturday, so I think yeah, I've, I've, I've got to say, I think that's a bit crap. I think that if he let a goal in, I know, again, for me, I know this is going to be a bone of contention. If we have to pick a, a pick away at that goal that Liverpool scored, it was cold back, I think, in a went. I know it's an offside thing, not quite getting his man. I think it's similar with Blackpool. I think sometimes, even though Jackson had an amazing job there, two of those maybe got found out. It's probably a bit cynical. But I think to to have Horvath not be able to get back in because of one game when, do you know what I mean? I'd, I'd be, I've never thought that Steve Cooper's looked at that goalkeeping situation and thought as soon as Horvath either goes away or whatever, Samba's back in. I, I mean, I'd like to think with you, Dan, I think it's, I don't know if anyone wants to add anything more on the goalkeeping thing or if it really matters, but um, I, I'd be quite saddened if Horvath didn't get a shout there. I think uh, Cooper's been very clever with what he's saying about it as well, because he, he could have dropped Horvath. I'm not saying he should have done, but he could have dropped Horvath any time, you know, once Samba was back. And he waited until a reason that is essentially Horvath's doing of going away with the international oh. team. And 
So no one can really say he's dropped anyone. So I think this week is the first time that it becomes Cooper's decision on who to play. And from getting from what he said at the weekend, I genuinely think it's a fight for the first team place that he wants to have. And I wouldn't be surprised if he does mix it up a bit because going into the playoffs, going into a situation where someone gets sent off or what you don't want is one of the keepers not having played for two and a half months and then ending up in a semi-final second leg in a penalty shootout or something where someone's coming in completely cold. So I wouldn't be surprised now if he uses the excuse of two games a week to potentially move it around a bit now that he he can trust both of them. But, but let's see. Yeah, that's a great shout. I think that's really good. It's made my response sound absolutely ridiculous, Dan. So while you're there and uh, making me sound ridiculous, that's uh, a thing that I haven't sound ridiculous on is Guesta Garibaldi. So I'm going to try and see if I can make um, the music happen again. And if you do hear it, Dan, by all means, start with your next clue. But here we go. There we go. I can hear it. Yeah, there we go. Um, all right. So the first clue was he finished his career at Sheffield Wednesday after two spells with Forest, amongst other clubs. Um, he earned 25 caps for England under 21s and played 155 times for Forest in total. So England under 21 international, 150 plus games for Forest in two spells, finished with Sheffield Wednesday. And let the music go. So it's bum, 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 bum. Any ideas, guys? If you've I've just, got... I've just had a, a message from Lisa, and I can confirm that's wrong. I'm afraid. She can blame Push that out, but... northwestern beer. Blame that weekend away. <laughs> the Beano up north. I've I mean... also got the under twenty, uh, under eighteens game on. So... Yeah, same. <laughs> how, how are we getting on? Still no, no. There you go, um, Holly. Any ideas on this this mystery player so far? Not the foggiest, I'm afraid. I'm well, whilst you ponder that, and anyone at home uh, listening, uh, you've been uh, shouting out the answer what it might be. Dan, I'm going to discuss uh, two things with you, which are sort of uh, somehow connected, but the second one's a bit ridiculous compared. I'm going to talk to you about the fight zone. That's right, the fight zone, uh, which sounds like an Americanism. And obviously, as you're out there in the States, just quickly, uh, American response to the World Cup draw? Do we care? Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic, the World Cup draw. I'll, I'll give you that bit first. Um so we've got uh, we as in America, the US, as I speak for people here watching the draw. We've got um, England on Black Friday, which is the day after Thanksgiving, 2 p.m. kickoff on a Friday where everyone in the country gets the day off work. It's essentially like it being wow. a day in England okay. in, at the start of the afternoon. So it's going to be I think that's going to be a turning point in U.S. soccer in terms of how many people will watch. It'll be one of the only big sports events on that day because they play the American football uh, on Thanksgiving and then a few games on the Sunday. So I think they'll have a clean run on like the major networks and everything. And I think every bar everywhere will be absolutely packed. All um, over to yours and them. Live yeah, exactly. from yours. Live, live from the White House. So what's, sorry, what's happening with... Um, so is it, I've forgotten with this. Is, this. is the Football League going on a hiatus during the World Cup? Is there yep. a, oh, it's a gap and it's okay. It's, break, yeah. it's just becoming the England pod now. Sorry about that. Um, so that's good. So you've got a lot of time to either give ribbons or explain offside rules and things like that. And I know it sounds very patronizing to a lot of American fans who probably really do enjoy football. But anyway, I remember trying to explain cricket to people in 1995 and I don't even really understand cricket. So there's probably some kids who grew up in Washington, DC in the Chevy Chase area who've talked bollocks about cricket since this random kid came and went, I think that's called a wicket. 
<laughs> anyway, that's my fault. Um, fight zone. So for those who don't know, uh, Cooper in uh, the interview after Blackpool was talking about Scott McKenna winning the ball in the fight zone. And it instantly just got me sort of kind of excited about a tactical thing they do there. So it sounds like a very much a gridiron type thing. But did you hear him say that? Or what do you understand that that is a thing? Because to me, it sort of excited me as a way that Forrest are playing, that they are trying to win the ball in that area to then attack it from there. Yeah, I don't know if it's a specific zone on the pitch or whether it's just like when a ball is up for grabs, but I think he was talking about McKenna in, I think it was pretty much bang on the centre, like um, mm. halfway line, um, where he beat a man to the ball um, on the floor for a change rather than in the air. Um, but yeah, it, sound, it sounds like all of this stuff that's coming out, it's, um, I don't want to do a Mark Warburton, but it's fine margins, right? And if, you talk, if you're talking about those things, if you're talking about, you know, in t- saying in interviews, players are going to be out for eight weeks. And even if it means nothing to the opposition, all these little things they're obviously thinking about. Um, we talk about data analysis from like buying players, but it sounds like, you know, this kind of thing of getting every little last percent out of everything possible um, around the club is kind of pervasive. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for the Americanization of the uh, of the game as well so we're going to replace the word corner kick with apex restart if it's okay with you oh yeah i forgot that you knew all these incredible ones was it i mean i always thought there was this thing back in the 90s as well where they're on about i don't know if this was to scare the shit out of people in the uk because they thought america was going to ruin football but they were on about having a thing where you got more points for a goal if you score from a different zone do you remember this anyone it was like they were going to have colors on the pitch where if you scored from like outside the area you got two goals and things like that and they were going to wear all in one body stockings and stuff like that anyway crazy um Ollie, while we're on about it, I'm going to I'm going to play you a little sort of uh, if if we could do it now with the running coming kind of close and what's coming up here. If I could offer you anyone from the history of Forest to actually slot into this side right now, there's nothing we can do about it now. Who would you throw in and where? And I've just thrown that one at you. It's only to the end of the season, so it's not like you're going to say to replace a lone player. So who would you go for? It's coming to the other two of you as well. So anyone can come in now. Where are you playing them? And only one position. That's a really good question, Ryan. Um, gosh. I, love, I love it after the goalkeeper talk if it was Shilton, because I don't trust the keepers or something like that. Um, or do you not think we are needing anything in any positions at the minute? No, I, I, do you know what? That's a, I was just thinking that. I, I don't think we are at the moment. I mean... I think if the scenario occurred whereby we'd obviously meet Middlesbrough in the playoffs, we'd lose Jed Spence. So you'd be looking, obviously, for a replacement for him. Um, But at the moment, I think we look the complete package and I wouldn't really change anything, to be honest. Don't change your winning team, right? I love that answer. I've had this really weird scenario in my head that we get Middlesbrough in the final and they play Jed Spence against us and he scores the winner. Oh, God, no. Oh, no, how dark is that? Sorry they so at least and it'll be Lisa's fault because Lisa told us to not talk about it. No, I'm joking. Lisa, while we're there, who are you who are you gonna put in? Or you're not gonna put anyone in either? Is Roy Keane for Ryan Yates, maybe? <laughs> That's actually a little bit disrespectful to our team. And I, I agree with Polly in the fact that they are all putting a shift in beyond anything, I think, at the start of this season, knowing that the results that we are getting and what Cooper is getting out of these players, given the fact that there's not that much difference to the start of the season in terms of personnel. Um, I don't think you can change it. And I and I think, uh, you know, we've spoken before about player of the season. And obviously that's kind of something that we're going to have to talk about in the next few weeks. Um, and it's really hard. It's really hard to actually pick out a single player. Um, and there is, you know, I, I just, I, I agree with Holly. I don't think you could necessarily change it. I think at the moment, everybody is doing exactly what 
Cooper's asking of them and why 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 change a winning side? Isn't that crazy? Because as, as Dan, <clears throat> Dan at least has made the point with the personnel, if you'd have asked us this in the first eight games, you could have probably picked many Forest players from the past. You'd have wanted to do that. But then I know it's a form thing and it's, you know, there's much more the season's gone. But that isn't, there isn't a huge shake to that personnel. And I, I think I would, it was kind of a bit of a cheeky question, but I couldn't think of what I would change much more, apart from just going, Colin Moore always scored goals or something like that. But would he fit in how that team works? What about you, Dan, on the final word on it? So, yeah, I can't disagree with anything that's been said, but to pick a name, I'm going to say Stuart Pearce. And I know it's an easy one, but the reason I'm going to say it is I think we are, and I don't want to say it's, it's, it's a luxury to be able to, you know, be picking very small faults. But if anything, we're over-reliant on the right. And if you just think about those, either if you saw them live or the videos you've seen of Stuart Pearce running down the left wing, it was almost a what we'd call a modern-day wing-back at the moment because he, mm. he defended and he was a left-back. But the amount of goals he got, not just from corners, but from marauding forward one-twos with Nigel Clough, it's almost like the way that Jed Spence plays at the moment with Yates and Johnson. And if we had someone on the left, and I know Max Lowe's a great player and Colback's doing a job, um, but Colback isn't a wing-back, he's not an attacking player. Max Lowe, I don't think, has been as good as Jed Spence. So if I was really pushed, I'd bring in Stuart Pearce as a, uh, as a left wing-back and try and uh, balance things out. I'm pretty sure Pierce got like 16 goals one season, uh, or he regularly. I think he got over 10 quite a few times. Um, and it's that angled run, isn't it? You can see it where he laid the ball off for the one-two and did that run where he was like, you know, his whole body was leaning forward. It was incredible. Um, so let's let's talk a bit about the running now coming up. We've got a big week coming up with two home games, Holly. Um, the two. It's funny because Aaron was just saying on the radio there about how he he was on about oh, it's two should be winnable games. I actually see any game winnable at the minute. I, don't, I really, I'm not trying to be overconfident with it because it doesn't suit the forest clothing that I've worn all these decades. But um, I don't, I didn't even, I thought Liverpool could have gone one way or the other and how it went out. I thought even then we gave a good game to. Um, without getting overzealous or overconfident with it, what do you expect from Coventry and Birmingham at home? Well, I mean, Coventry obviously on paper is the harder one, given their league position. Uh, they've had a great season as well. Um but you just wouldn't write this team off. It's like the, the midweek against QPR when we were losing. Um, and, you know, we came back, we scored three goals. You just would never have written the team off. And the way we're playing at the moment, you know, we, we nearly, nearly beat Liverpool. We've thrashed uh, Blackpool away from home after an international break. I, I, I just can't see us losing at the moment. You wouldn't bet against us, really, would you? Um, unless there's more fingers crossed and I'm not tempting any kind of fate of, uh, you know, any more injuries. But even if we did have an injury, we've just shown that, you know, it's the next one up mentality. It's the squad mentality now. And there's always a replacement with the same kind of spirit and the same kind of determination to, you know, just succeed. So I, I don't feel scared. And it's weird because normally, you know, it'd be like, oh, no, we'll do a forest. We'll do a forest because we're forest. It's just going to happen. But they're not, are they? I just don't feel scared. No, really, honestly believe. And it will be an absolute crying shame if we don't this season because, you know, for all the wonderful performances we've had and the wonderful squads uh, that we've had and, 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 all the, and all the joy it's brought us, if we don't actually get those playoff, playoffs, it's, it really is going to be a real disappointment, I think, isn't it? I think. Yeah, I, do you know what? But I, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. So it's fine. We're going to do it. I, say, I, I believe I mean, in this thing. Do you know, weirdly, I, I think when I've done the predictors, I know we were talking about Lisa, and I, think, I don't know if we all spoke about it in the group, but... I was quite conservative with the predictor and it got us about fourth because you don't know the other team's fixtures as well as you. And I was, I'm always fair. I don't go and, Oh, you know, Derby lose all these ones, whatever. I think they're down anyway. Um, but I, 
I, did, I would say I was fairly conservative and we and we got in there. Now, I think the reason why, if it came to the shake-up and it was the big playoffs, it's like when your team's gone out of a tournament and you sort of half lose a bit of interesting, a bit sad, don't you, when you know your team's gone out, England's gone out. Something. Um, I think that with Forest, I kind of just feel that because we've not always constantly been in there I think it would have still think Sabri season would have weirdly hurt more in a, in a weird way it's a bit of a mixed bag in my head because I know we might lose some players with this and whatnot this season but because we've always just been our games will do this or on this run I mean Dan would you be devastated if Forrest did make that now versus the Sabri one or is that the ultimate pain versus what this one could be now I tend to agree and I, this sounds I, ridiculous to say but this season has almost crept up on us to say that no, there was no anticipation and you know it's kind of the journey more than the destination for me because to be honest I hate the Premier League with a passion as, a, as an entity in and of itself I want Forrest to be there and I want us to play good big teams every week um, but for me it's more about you know having really good the best memories I have as a Forest supporter aren't necessarily the ones being in the Premier League losing to teams or you know there was the one season we finished third but most of them are the really good championship seasons we've had under Bassett or Frank Clark where we've got promoted um, and you're winning all the time so if we don't go up this year, as long as we stick to the plan and as long as we've got, you know, more of it to come next year, I wouldn't be disappointed of another good season in the championship, to be honest. Um, I think the euphoria of getting to the Premier League will be great and the novelty of it will be fantastic for a lot of people. Um, but having a good season this year, if that means losing in a final at Wembley um, versus winning in a final at Wembley, it's, um, again, saying it's fine margins, right? It'll still have been a pretty good season all round. So, um I'm with you. I, I just mentioned while we're going back to the games, the one that I think we could trip up on is the Birmingham game. Um, and the reason I say it is because Lyle Taylor won't be allowed to play and he's pretty much the only decent striker they've got who's fit and ready to go. I can't imagine Birmingham going into that game with any other plan than to just absolutely stifle us. Um, and most teams have actually played pretty well against us or tried to play against us because we've tended to you know, play on the counter. You can't play on again a counter against a team putting 11 players in the box. So I think that's one where, from a fan's perspective, we've just got to be massively patient. And if it takes us 85 minutes to get a 1-0 win, I'd absolutely take that against Birmingham at the moment because I think they could they could throw a bit of a spanner in the works if we're not careful. Yeah, I thought that too regarding the Taylor element because he does seem to have been their, you know, their talisman, doesn't he? Um Lisa, I was saying Lisa really slowly because I didn't know she had a headset on because I saw her get up and I didn't know she's back. You can hear me? Good, you can. Um, you're the one who's probably sees it slightly differently because I think you obviously have attended so many games compared to, I mean, Holly's been up for quite a few, but just definitely compared to me and Dan because of other geographical things. But was this season, if Forrest didn't make that top six for you, hurt a bit more in a way than that? Or do you, do you get where we're coming from regarding because they haven't been in that position like the Sabri season? Yeah. Um, and it, I don't know, it just feels different. Um, just being around the ground just feels differently. Uh, and I have never known for a long time that fans be so on side if we go behind. Um, and even when we went, you know, on the, the, we, were up, we were all at Liverpool, right? And when we went 1-0 down, we ramped it up a whole new level mm. in terms of being behind the fans, uh, behind, being behind the, 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 the team. And that is every game. Um, and it, it, I, I mean, you know, it's incredible and it's incredible to be on that journey and to be a part of it. Um, and for fans that I mean, I sit with guys that I've sat next to for 20 odd years and we talk, you know, when the guy who sits next to me, he's in his 60s. Um, he talks about Europe. He talks about stuff that was uh, was be before, you know, I was a fan, really. Um, 
and those glory days, you know, I'm, I'm lucky enough to have seen Forrest play under Brian Clough and Frank Clark and Dave Bassett and the, the fans, my, like Charlie, my, my son, has just seen us play shit. Um, and, and this season, you know, I mean, he, he admitted himself he'd fallen out of love with football um, and he plays, you know, he plays a, a really good standard um, and he'd fallen out of love with football completely. So for him now, I mean, he's, you know, back in the fold, if you like, and it's really exciting. And I think um, for us, playoffs now has to be the minimum that we expect. Um, but I was looking this morning at the stats when we got promoted from League One. Yeah, nine points with four games left, wasn't it? And, and it was, and it's ridiculous in terms of what we needed to achieve. Mm. And standing there on at, at that game when we played Jovil, and when when we knew that Cheltenham were, were winning. It was the, the that was the atmosphere that we're getting every week, week in, week out at the end of the game with just mm. kind of and, and everything. Um, and I mean, Saturday was hilarious for the for the fact that Speaker Boy didn't have his speaker. We had an inflatable one. Yeah. Do you know, as soon as you said about Cheltenham winning, wasn't that wasn't that the game down where you were the man in the field in Cheltenham? Is that the one you were at Cheltenham? Yeah, yeah, I, I, was, I was. We were all at Forest Yeovil. You were randomly at Cheltenham. I love that. Well, I used to live a lot closer down there, and I couldn't get up to Nottingham. I can't remember whether it was ticket availability or whatever it was. Yeah, so I went I went to Cheltenham for the day and watched us play. Uh, watched them play uh, Donny. I think I think the thing that's happened this season not only is that is that Cooper has just brought that fine. It's funny, Dan, because you said about how he lets his mask up at times. There is times when you see him nibble at referees, and you see him because I always think of his dad at home bringing up being a referee in the Premier League and stuff, and all that kind of business that he has a little nibbles and goes. So, you know, I went up to him in the break and I was going, "Come on, man, that was a foul." He said, "No, I don't mean to be at you, but it was a foul and stuff like that." But um, yeah, I think he is quite diplomatic with it. I do. I think it's a, a good grounding level on the ground. So whilst I'm talking about being level. Um, we're going to do our thing that each time we come on now, which I've just decided is something would be hilarious. Um, well, I'm going to ask the guys where we're going to finish in the league each time we're on and see if it moves at all. Um, uh, but first of all, Dan, can we have part three um, of your wonderful and very popular quiz, uh, Guess the Garibaldi? You sure can. And before I tell, I give you the third one. Um, Lisa correctly guessed it in between clue two and three. So... We have two, two. Well, um, well done, Lisa. Yeses. Lisa's not really good at it, though. To be fair. So, for for those listening at home, uh, I'll recap the first two quickly. Uh, this midfielder finished his career with Sheffield Wednesday after two spells with Forest. He earned twenty five caps for England under twenty ones and played one hundred fifty five games for Forest. And the third clue is he played sixty two times in the Premier League. None of those were for Forest, although he was at the club while we were in the Premier League. So Premier League experience, two spells at Forest, playing 155 games, 25 caps for England and 21s, finished his career at Sheffield Wednesday. I've got I one can't... more clue. I can leave that or I can... Uh... I can't remember who he played in the Premier League for. How bad is that? Oh, I can. Is it? Yeah. Okay, I think I did. Um, Holly, any ideas there? I might have just given Holly a clue. Uh, it, I just saw a weird mouth me. I was going to say, but, my, 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 yeah, movement. Uh, it's going to be that era, isn't it, that I've lost all recollection of players. Oh, yeah. Holly's missing yeah. era. I forgot about that. Yeah. No, I feel ashamed, but no. Uh, in good news, um, because that's because she's now listening now, um, my other half's decided to say that if Chelsea happens to be as dislikable as it continues to be, she, having met all the members of the podcast now, wants to be a Forest fan. So, uh, interesting. And mainly because like when watching the highlights, she's going, come on, Jed. Come on. It's like things are. It's like, 
Wow. Um, and I think we've spoke about it before, but there is definitely something about this team that, you know, people who, I mean, she's watched an extraordinary amount of Forest for somebody who doesn't support Forest. But um, yeah, it's a big thing. So on, on that, Dan, I know you were saying very early doors about promotion juice and all the promises. We're serious about promotion. Are you? All that business. As it stands, with the fixtures that got left, I don't know if you've done a predictor and stuff like that, where do you think Nottingham Forest Football Club, former Shinty players um, in the Midlands region, where are they going to finish this season? Second. Wow, you can't bring that to the party and opening those cans, spraying them all over your golden chest without telling me why. Um, I Well, it, it was a choice. I don't think we're going to do what everyone expects. So we're either going to have a blip in form, which we haven't had since game seven. Can we afford a blip and still make things there, do you think? Or is it that I think we can, us? but it, I think it just depends exactly what happens. It's black and white for me. We're either going to go on an amazing run and Bournemouth are going to fall apart or we're going to fall apart and I don't want to predict the second. So I'm going to go second rather than seventh for that reason. Wow. And I do, I honestly do think, well, it, of course it's mathematically still possible. Looking at the Bournemouth fixture list made me very optimistic that they could fall away. But then looking at the form table, they're actually uh, as good as us, if not better, depending on whether you look over the last six, 10, 15 games, they're up there right at the top as well. So um, I'm hoping that, you know, they, they might just have a blip and we might sneak it. And given all their shenanigans at the uh, away game, I'm pretty, uh, I'd be pretty happy with a, I think we're playing them second to last mm. end of the season. If songs have fixed that hoarding. Yeah, if we could do something there, regardless of whether it's taking second off them or whether it's knocking them out of second into the playoffs and then beating them again in the playoffs, I'd take either one of those, to be honest. So I know you said you've got this double, this double thing going on in your head. So if I said to you, you've got to gamble your home, everything, your family, everything. Otherwise you're living in Bestwood in, in a tree. Would you go with Forrest coming second still out of those two choices? Second or seventh? Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd go second because then, well, no, I'd go seventh. <laughs> I'd go seventh. And the reason I'll go seventh is because if I lost, that means we've finished second and then I'll be happy. And I so you're in your tree. I wouldn't yeah. even care about the kids or the house, to be honest. At that point, recorded <laughs> just because you're next on my screen, Lisa. Uh, where are you going for? And I want your position as well. You haven't got a double position, I don't think. Just if you go for a double position, I'll make you sell your family if I'm the decision. Uh, but Lisa's a, a local tipster and has probably won about 50 grand this year on her bet. So, uh, Lisa, what are you going for as a position as we stand today on the 4th of April? Yeah, well, I mean, my Saturday bet was uh, Brennan to score two or more. I know Dan kind of picked up on that one as well. And I, and I did have Zinc to score first. So, yeah, it, uh, it was quite a nice weekend. You are haunted. Um, it was it was good. It was good. It would we, it would have been a better had he got his third goal, top, top. Nice one. Oh. Um, when I did my league predictor, I had us finishing third. Um, and I'm going to stick with that. I'll just say, when I did my league predictor, I had us coming fourth, but I had us drawing at Blackpool. And that's why I started to ask these questions because I that's where I thought we'd get a draw, you know, um, just to drop it. And I was on Talk Sport on Saturday morning and I said to them, I'd be happy with a point. Um, so, yeah, yeah. So you've gone for third, Dan second. Holly, will you go? I went fourth, but I haven't done mine one for the show. I'm actually going third now, by the way. Um, Holly, what are you going for, for where it's all going to go as it stands today? I'm really torn because everything that we've seen in recent times, you would think a safe fourth, fourth, a third or fourth. I can't get my words out. Third a or safe fourth. fourth. Wow. Uh, but 
because I get quite emotional and erratic when it comes to forests and I'm an eternal pessimist much to uh yeah uh something's telling me sixth on goal difference oh I just feel like I need a safety blanket but I just can't get carried away I want to I really want to but we're just Still, that little, little tiny niggle. Just what it sounds like. Honest, don't want to. Right. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't know if she meant yeah. that we. Someone's got better and put us yeah. down from fifth. You mean we've got That's in? What I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, that, I don't know. This will probably completely change next week. Yeah, Our goal lost, difference is like an extra point. To be fair, we've lost a game four 0 and we've still got like what is it plus? Is it now plus sixty plus and maybe 18, 19, like I was going to say it was eight twenty one. So I think it's gone to twenty one. Yeah, which is mad because I know only Fulham have got like plus 60 odd or something crazy like that. Um, right, we're getting sort of near the end of where we are. We, we've told you where we sit with it, what we predict and things like that. Before we do our ridiculous name game and we do the whole Colin Cooper and then it'll be Chris Bart Williams and all that kind of business. Dan, I'm going to give you the little bit of music to wrap up with. Um, let me say, let me do my uh, wonderful editing again from here. Away we All right, uh, finished at Sheffield Wednesday, 25 caps for England under 21s, played in the Premier League, but not for Forest. Final clue. Now retired and working on TV, he is most likely remembered for a couple of high-profile red cards, one of which resulted in a 10-game ban. 10 games? Yeah. I remember him nearly always getting booked. That's all I can really remember, um, that he just needs to just come in on tackles really crap all the time. Um, Did he get sent off against Yeovil? He did, yes. Was that his second coming? It was. So he played, he played, I haven't said his name yet, um, played 1998 to 2003, I think, with us. Went off to various clubs, um, including, well, I'll come to that in a minute, and then came back to us and was sent off against Yeovil. But his most famous sending off was actually for a Premier League club for something very Paolo Di Canio-esque. Holly? Any ideas on that one from what Dan's just told you? Uh, a long day, long day. My no, no, just so you know, this is what I feel like every name. time. I can never... <laughs> I think um, all I'm going to do to make sure you definitely get this, Holly, is who do you normally either have something to do with at Sky Sports when you do your reviews? Who, who do I... Who you know when you share your thing that says that you've been doing your Sky Sports things? Who's the... Oh, uh, David Pritton, yeah. Hey! <laughs> there we go. There we go. Yeah, that's why it was quite funny that you hadn't got it yet because it's always you share his picture quite often. So it's quite funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, no, exactly what that one's like. Um, so yeah, David Prutton, another absolute classic, Dan. Um, we will probably be back in a couple of weeks um, because we're just trying to do a bit more, you know, we've got stuff going on. Um, and as it stands, I say I've just been working out the sort of gigs I've got to do. I will probably not see another Forest game on Saturday now until the end of the season. And as I was saying on the radio as well, this is absolute classic. I'm going to Monaco with Luke, my housemates, the Grand Prix, first ever Grand Prix. It's the 29th of May, which is the day of the playoff final. Um, so, yeah, I was actually tested. Natalie said, well, what would you do? And I said, well, I have to go to Wembley <laughs> because Monaco would happen. That's, that's, a, that's just a no-brainer. I, I don't know about... If is, it, what, is there anything that could stop any of you potentially going to that game if it was a thing there? What 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 level as a fan do we say you wouldn't go to the chance to see Forrest potentially get back to the Premier League? Is it, It's got to be a family-based thing, hasn't it, really? Wedding Not getting a ticket. 
Yeah. Well, you say, oh, yeah, yeah. I think we might be all right for that one. Potentially, there's enough in there. And obviously, say, it depends who, you know. Oh, no, we were on about Chelsea, weren't we, saying there won't be any things. But um, so a quick one round of this then until um, we're out of something. So I'm going to I'm gonna start you off. Then it'll go Dan, Lisa, Holly, then all the way back around again. I'm going to start you. Uh, for those who haven't played before, I will mention someone like Nigel Clough. And then the next name has to begin with a C. So you could have Chris Bart Williams. And I'm going to start with, Dan, your next, Tony Vaughan. Off you go. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, oh, no. The, you, are you aware of any? Yeah. Is anyone? Just raise a hand. Okay, let me think. I'm going to say police officer. Is that Lisa? I thought that's what he went on to be. Um, if you don't know, you've just got yourself... Um, I'm out. I'm out already, on. I think. Lisa, a V? Vance Warner. There we go. Holly, a W. Will Swan. I thought you said Will Smith. <laughs> Topical. Steve Stone, a double name, a switcheroo. So, Holly, back to you. It's an S. Stuart Pierce. Lisa with a P. Philip Zinkenigal. Nice. Dan? Thought I was out. <laughs> no, no, you, you just quit, kept me you in for that reason. <laughs> Has anyone, ever played, has anyone ever played for Forest with a name? Has anyone ever had this game where they got a V and then a Z? <laughs> Advance, we've, we've got a Vance I, Warner. We've yeah, got a, v, a Z. It's uh, got to be a Zach or a... Still bad. Uh, Zach Clough. There you go. Oh, my God. <laughs> awesome work. Okay, I'm going to go well, for... But you did say Zach, so I, I took that. Colin Cooper. It's a switcheroo. Back to you, Dan. Um, complete mind melt. Chris Cohen. Oh, he's done the double switcheroo. Could we have another one? I'm going to go for Charlie Chaplin. I'm going to change it to films. The triple film switcheroo. Uh, okay, Chris Cohen. I'm going to go for Colin Barrett. Over to you, Holly. Colin Barrett. BBB. I thought that was an initials. BBB. <laughs> like, who the hell's that? Um, Brennan Johnson. Brennan Johnson. A J for you, Lisa. Oh, John Terry. Oh, horrible man. Uh, Dan, with a T. Tommy Wright. Ooh, with me, I will go for um, Wally Arden. Is that, is that a person? Uh, I don't think it's a person. <laughs> um, I'm going to say I'm out, and if the host is out, I pick a winner, and the winner today is Dan White. So let's all give him a little round of applause because I've spiked some time in there. Well done, Dan. Because you've got a Z and a V, even though really the winner was probably Lisa or Holly. I don't know. It's always just a bit of fun to see what you guys shout. It so definitely maybe wasn't me. It definitely no. wasn't me. You gave me Zach Clough, and I didn't get Vance Warner. I think I'm, I'm far from the winner in this. Okay, that's fine. Well, listen, it's lovely to see you all as, as ever. Um, I hope, as uh, for those listening, you've enjoyed it. We will see you next time. Uh, we're probably, I think, we're 95% certain that Forrest's going up. Um, um, we'll see you next time. And I've got to keep talking because I'm sharing my screen and make sure I press the outro now. Goodbye. Goodbye.